0: Let's get started. Out, cause here I come. And I'm to am no This is me. I to
1: So I have here with me Corey once again. And the reason why I brought her back is cause she's probably gonna be a normal. You know because we just have a lot of things that we can talk to talk about together and so with that being said we are going to talk about
0: some topics on marriage
1: all right that's what we're gonna talk about topics on marriage now we have quite a few things we want to dive into but um, for the sake of time we'll just do bit bit by bits and We'll just do episodes of different episodes. Um, but for now, we're going to probably dive into five love languages because a lot of people out there, for me, I, I can see they don't understand their spouse very well. Right. So I feel like that's a good topic we need to talk about because there's a lot of people out there that are just not right with each other. You know, married couples are they just don't act right.
0: They struggle to understand the other person.
1: Right. Yeah. And so, I don't know. What What do you want to? You want to start it off?
0: Yeah. So thanks, babe. Um. So a lot of times when we have friends that will come to, you know, that will come to me about like, okay, I'm sorry. So a lot of times when I have a friend come to me, another woman, usually, and you know, she's talking about her husband and the frustration she's having. I always will ask, well, what's you guys' love language? Do you know what your love languages are? And, you know, thankfully it's becoming more common lately where people are like, oh, well, what do you mean? And then you start explaining it and they're like, oh yeah, I, I understand that. Like, yeah, so mine would be touching or his would be quality time or whatever. But then the next question is always, well, are you fulfilling each other's love languages? And, you know, the worldly perspective or not even worldly, like the fleshly response, I think, in love is to be like not in love in marriage is to be selfish. And how can my spouse love me better? Because that's always the conversation. Like, I don't feel loved by him. I don't feel like he cares about me and all that stuff. And I'm not saying that, you know, we don't need to fill each other's needs. We absolutely do. But doing that with us from a selfish heart is not the way that god intended it you know yeah because
1: a lot of like well a lot of people going into marriage you know they have this this picture in their mind that it's going to be a perfect marriage right in reality it's it's not, not it's there's never there's never a perfect marriage
0: yeah i absolutely agree so um I would encourage every listener to this to read the Five Love Languages book. Um, it was written by Gary Chapman. It is amazing. It's an old book, um, older book now. I think it was written in like the late 90s or something. But um, it's a great book to just kind of dive into this. But uh, we'll go over it briefly just to tap into this and how we can, you know, serve each other better in our marriages utilizing the five love languages and go into other things from there i believe so
1: and and again we are you know we are not professionals i just want people to know that we're not counselors right we're just sharing our experiences experiences as as a married couple and what's worked and what's not worked so please when you guys listen to us just just take it as experiences and not professional help because you really do yes as friends as family listening um, just just listen to us you know just Picture we're just
0: at your table chit-chatting with you yes we <laughs> just
1: want you guys to to hear our hearts and just see like we believe that we have a pretty good marriage you know and it, thank god it's the lord who You know who's who's the one that's helped us have a good marriage absolutely you know and then also you know studying things like this with the five love languages and just you know also you know you always definitely always have to go back on the word but you know these books that sometimes we read you know they really help out in marriages yeah and so and then the five love languages you know because when we first got together we didn't really know you know we just went into it thinking oh yeah this is how it's gonna be but then like you get into you get start getting into a year and then Mm -hmm. two years and then three years and you get to a point where you're starting to really you know figure out who you guys are with each other because everything's know, like everything is just perfect when you first start out you know but then you get into some real okay this is you know this is how I like doing things this is how you like doing things right and you, you have know to merge that. you have to you have to figure out you know what you know what your desires are what my desires are and then compromise is is a big thing too but we'll, we'll get into that so, a little bit later but we're talking so, about love languages the
0: love languages are acts of service words of affirmation quality time, physical touch and gifts. So acts of service, you know, there was like this meme floating around Facebook that I thought was hilarious. And it was um, about talking about tacos. And so acts of service was like, I'm going to make you a taco and serve it to you, you know, and um, if your love language is acts of service, you receive that like, oh my gosh, she loves me so much. If my love language is that, it's like I I'm showing you how much I love you because I'm giving this to you. Words of affirmation is, hey, you want to go? You want to go get some tacos? Like tacos are amazing, and I think you're amazing like a taco. You know, it's that kind of thing. Um, quality time is hey let's hang out and go eat lunch together and get some tacos together <laughs> and then physical touch is like loving on the person I don't really know how you can do that with tacos but it's just uh, giving them a hug let me give you a hug and a taco I don't know and then gifts is giving the person you know something and, and if you love to get gifts that would may, might be a love language like you feel so loved and thought of um like the person really put effort into it when you get a gift and um people that are you know i want to tag this in there people that are gifts um if that's their love language they typically will get offended when they get like a gift card like they don't like like general gifts they like specific thought out gifts like my close friends a few of them their love languages are gifts specifically and if I get like a coffee mug that says like something like my best friend um loves sunflowers so if I go, go out and get a coffee mug that has a sunflower on it she's like oh my gosh like you thought of me like this is amazing but if I get her like a gift card to Starbucks she's not gonna even though she likes coffee she's not gonna feel as thankful for that yeah, or as loved she wants, is what I should say
1: you know she would feel like you didn't really put much thought into exactly, this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You just bought me a gift card when I could just go do that myself. <laughs> right. Right.
0: So discovering what your partner's love language is and um, how to develop ways to communicate that is important, you know? Um, so one of the first things that you can do when you're with someone and trying to discover what their love languages are is... It's communication. You know, you have to communicate and say, hey, like I feel loved the most when this happens and I don't feel loved when this happens. Um, the five, if you go to the fivelovelanguages.com, I think they have a quiz that you can take if you don't know your love languages. We know ours. We took our quizzes multiple times because sometimes they can change. Ours has stayed pretty consistent over the years. Um, my love languages, my top two, my they're very high is in... Um, Words of affirmation is my number one and physical touch is my number two. And yours?
1: Mine is uh, quality time Mm -hmm. and acts of service. Yep.
0: So it's always been kind of a joke with us when we talk to friends about how we literally have two opposite
1: because yeah, physical touch is like my last one. that's yours yeah
0: and acts of service for me was literally zero. Zero. like i don't care i think my physical um, touch
1: was like a one or two or something i don't yeah, know
0: yeah so uh, and and quality time for me was down on the list as well like i really don't i really don't um i don't like i like spending quality time with people but i am naturally an introvert surprise to people that know me i'm naturally an introvert so i like to have alone time and if i spend too much time with people then i feel very drained regardless of who it is not me not you you're the opposite Not me your love tank gets filled
1: and and the thing is with that it's it's funny because you know we make jokes about it because i'm like you can literally just be in the same room with me and not say a word but hey my my love tank is being filled because you're sitting in a room with me and that's what quality time is to me you know like right. hey, as long as you're there you don't even gotta say nothing you know and in like, my
0: case because my top two is words of affirmation and touch if you're sitting in a room with me but you are not sitting right next to me touching me i feel neglected and like you could care less about me like i don't think you're i don't think you care right. because in your mind if we're watching a movie together you're like great. I'm spending time with my wife. To me, I'm like no. You're paying attention to the movie. You don't care about me. I'm way over here on the other couch. You know, so it's it. I'm not saying that that's true. I'm just saying well, that that's the way that.
1: I mean, if we're watching the movie together. Oh my then, lord! Yeah, the Marvel movies, the especially. My, yeah, well, if we're watching something that's gonna really take my mind off of you, then yeah, it's not much quality. I know. Time I legit there. have to
0: say Vargas to get your attention. Yeah, Vargas, yeah, what? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, right? got yell, yell,
1: actually, so, practically yell.
0: <laughs> yes. So, you know, you have to discover. And then so once you know what your partner's love language is, you have to go from there and figure out how can I fill your love tank on the daily to where you feel fulfilled in
1: our marriage. Yeah, um, well, and, you know, like, like you said before, communicate. You have to communicate these things out um, just to, to go off of our marriage. This was like, what, a couple years ago, three, four years ago when we got into a really, like, it was pretty bad. We got to a really bad fight. And I didn't like, I didn't know what you wanted from me, you know? And you're like, you have to tell me, you know, your words of affirmation. And you're like, you have to tell me that I'm beautiful. You have to tell me that you love me. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, you know, before we communicated that, I'm just like, what do you want from me, woman? Right. You know, and so it's like, and then we really like saying that was, that was a pretty harsh fight we had that time. Yeah. But, but community, like you said, communication is key. Like, how am I supposed to know, or how are you supposed to know, you know, if, if we you don't, don't say something, say something to each other, you right. gotta be able to communicate with each other. Like, look, I need this and this is what I need from you. Yeah. And so it, vice versa you know I say the same thing too I was like I just want you to be in the room with me I don't really need you to yeah you know to touch me which again you know ours is totally opposite from each other so it's it's it could be difficult at times to fulfill you know each other's you know love tank because you know you don't always want to just sit there with me in the room you want to do stuff with me and I don't always want you to touch me I just be like oh don't touch me you know right I don't always want the hugs now I, I have you know I have changed that a lot.
0: Yes, you have. I You're have, a lot better.
1: I am a lot better, but that's the whole process of going through the love languages with you, knowing what what you need out of your you know love. Well, time. I
0: think you have to be willing. So I know we're gonna hit on this later, but you have to be willing to lay your life down for your spouse. Um, that's what true love is, and so what that means is. I don't get to say, well, Justin, you have to hug me, touch me, and tell me I'm beautiful all day long. But by the way, I'm never going to make your plate for dinner. I'm never going to cook for you. I'm not going to, you know, hang out with you while you watch TV. I'm not doing any of that because you need to feel my love tank. It ain't about you. I'm too busy. I don't get to do that. What I do get to do is say, hey, babe um you know what feel it feels really good when you hug me I love your hugs I love your touch which I've done to you before I've told you I love it when you hug me it makes me feel safe and it makes me feel um stable like I have a somebody there that that's got me you know and then I love like you send me cute morning texts on the days I go to work and you're always like love you babe have a peaceful day." in Jesus name something like that and you might send something else encouraging to me and that always speaks to my heart because I'm like "Oh, he loves me he's thinking about me Um, and it's funny because I notice the days you don't send me something I'm like where is his text well those are
1: usually the days for some reason I'll just get busy on those days I don't care there's no excuse. from the start I'm just just like oh I gotta do this (laughs) I gotta do that and then I'll start to think about it And I'm like, crap, crap. I forgot to tell you, uh, love you, and have a nice day. (laughs) But see,
0: whenever we were, before we were married, you used to send me texts all the time. You're, hey, beautiful, good morning. You're the apple of father's eye. Like, all these really sweet things. Um, You're so precious. And that really reeled me in because that's my love language, you Uh, know? So, but what I do get to do is say, hey, that speaks to me now in turn what speaks to you the best and you feel and so here's the thing with you because first of all you're a dude and guys are not known to be the best communicators
1: i'm a man i don't say nothing
0: right um you're not you know i mean you you are actually really good at communicating but i just mean in general it's not it's not you know men are not as wordy as women so it's not common for the man to go hey babe this is what fills my love tank like that's not something but what you can do if your partner's not You know communicating with you like that you can pay attention to what when they feel loved and so I noticed that when I would make your plate every now for now and then for dinner I don't do it every single day but when I do I've noticed that you're like oh babe thank you like I can tell that really speaks to you um
1: well and then I mean uh, let's just face it I am I am a lot like my father You know in ways but like the you know with the whole not communicating with you and like like i said over the years you know god's been working on me yeah you're way better with 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 that because at first when we first got married you know i didn't really say a lot at all i just yeah you know i tried to at least in my mind love you the best i knew how at the time you know but you know over the years you know communication you know we're communicating with each other and what our needs are of course there are those fights in between those you know you're, you're never it's always going to be you're going to argue i mean that's just marriage you're never going to always be perfect um but you know y- you get the you get the good with the bad you know and yeah. so you you got to take what you you know put into it and you got to make it right and obviously you know for for us because we're followers of god you know that for us that's been a key thing that we've always focused on is with our relationship with god we always have to ask him ask the holy spirit to help us and to guide us and just show us what it's like to be a husband and a wife right so like fixing you know like fixing your heart first because again you can and this it's just so it's it's crazy because me growing up you know i experienced that where my mom and dad always got into arguments they always got into fight but they never apologized to each other you know because they felt like they were right and the right you know and the other one was the wrong and that's how they felt towards each other you know they never apologized they never like it's crazy to see like really forgiveness is key because you have to forgive yeah, each absolutely. other constantly you have to forgive each over other over and over because um you're always good like you said you might say something that i didn't like or i say something you didn't like yeah and then like if the holy spirit is key because he will check you yeah he will and say hey why did you say that to your wife or say vice versa with Corey? hey why did you say that to your husband you know right. like and so again like i said my parents they never communicated yeah the right way They just got mad at each other and they threw stuff at each other.
0: So that comes into play here because what I, um, what, sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. Um, so that what I was going to say is when you communicate with your partner, it is so, so important not to throw shame on them and say like and i'm guilty of this in the past none of us are perfect you know you get upset and frustrated and you're like well you know what you never show me you know you never show me love and you're like yeah i do and you know i'm sitting here going no when when was the last time you touched me when was the last time you told me i was pretty and it's like but you're coming at them like you should feel bad for how you for how you've treated me well another
1: thing too babe to add to that not to to cut you off but like and that's another another part of communicating because here in my mind I might be thinking well I did this for you and I did this for you and I failed to realize sometimes but that's not your love language
0: exactly so I'm not gonna see it
1: you're not gonna see it and I'm thinking I did this this and this you should be proud of me I'm your good husband
0: right (laughs) but what I was gonna say was that when we get to a place where we try and this goes for parenting this goes for friendships anything if you're trying to put shame on somebody and say you should feel ashamed for how you are you're trying to take God's place because you're trying to convict that person for something that only God can truly convict you of now it's okay to say hey this hurt me it's not okay to say you should feel terrible for what you did like that's god's job to speak to people to convict them when we're putting shame on people we're trying and and god doesn't put shame on us that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is we're trying to take that place of judgment and go you suck that was bad you should feel bad for this Yeah. when it's really holy spirit's job to say hey justin You're not really loving her very well, and you could do better in this area. Or, hey, Corey, you really snapped at him. That's been one of my biggest things I've had to overcome is um, snapping at you and getting like letting my temper. And that's for me with parenting as well. And and that has to do with how I was raised. I was raised with a wonderful mom, but she did. You know, you're talking about your dad. My mom would, um, you know, snap sometimes and she'd get frustrated. And instead of like, you know, communicating her frustration in a healthy way—it was like over t- literally overturning coffee tables and throwing dishes and cabinets and yeah. stuff. And Same it wasn't—it was—it wasn't like a bipolar thing. She just would get ticked off, and she'd be like, "You know what?" Da, 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 and just go crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I like what you said earlier about fixing your heart first. It's so true. So. One thing that we've utilized that I think we have done a really good job on is since day one, from when we first got married, we have had the attitude of, I'm going to go to Jesus. Like, okay, so say we get into an argument. It's, okay, I'm going to go to Jesus and my prayers to him. And I know afterwards we've talked about it before, both of our prayers. Okay, God, fix her, fix him. But if there's something going on in the inside of me, please show me um and then conviction usually does come in some form you know um usually it causes you to realize hey you know what the way that she or you know i'll say for you like the way that he acted might not have been right but the way that you spoke to him and reacted to him in that moment was also not okay so you owe you don't know him but the lord will tell me like you need to go to him and say hey i'm sorry that i spoke with you i spoke to you in this manner and it always causes love always prevails always yeah so um uh fix your heart first before you come to your partner this allows healing to come to completion is what i wrote in a little note here so um the lord kind of put on my heart it's kind of like when you make a cake so i know guys you may not be a big baker but i'm not even a big baker but we all know that you got to bake the cake first where you can put icing on it i eat it though Yeah, you sure will. (laughs) Um, So you don't ever put icing on an unbaked cake, right? You wait for the cake to be cooked first. Well, you know, letting Jesus in your heart to fix whatever's going on, it's like your heart is the unbaked cake, right? And so when you go to Jesus and you say, okay, Lord, like you know for just just an example this isn't something that's happened recently i'm just saying an example okay lord justin has hurt my feelings he said this to me well instead of going to you going babe you hurt my freaking feelings like you need to get it together you're such an a-hole or whatever i don't ever cuss him out y'all i'm just throwing something out there but you're such a jerk that's what i will say you know whatever
1: there is people out there that just cuss each other out yeah
0: exactly (laughs) and just coming at you crazy if i first will take a deep breath and say hey jesus what he said to me hurt really bad and then jesus can go okay well let's deal with that he can heal the inner layers first and then i can come to you so that's him baking the cake so to speak and then i can come to you and say hey babe um you know yesterday or earlier today or whatever or this text or whatever it really hurt my feelings and then you know, usually if I come at you calmly, your response is, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, and then we can talk it out. And then that's the icing on the cake. And then the, the healing comes and it's fine. Now, I'm not saying this to say that you should ever be like, Well, you know what? I'm just going to pray about it and leave it alone. No, I mean, pray about it and surrender the hurt and the pain over to Jesus and let Him heal the inner things. But you still need to communicate with your partner and say, Hey, that hurt me. Because if you don't, you're never going to know, mm-hmm. you know? So. Um, as far as, you know, walking out and, or navigating these love languages with your partner and everything first, you know, one thing I like about that book is it said, and this is not a promo for the book guys. It's just that this book just explains it in detail. That's why I'm like going into it. But first you have to discover your love language with God. Um, once you discover your love language with God, it'll be a lot easier to manifest and understand your love language with your partner.
1: But what, what if somebody's listening right now and they're like well i don't believe in god so what do we how do we how, how would that factor in because really this book does help i mean ultimately i'm telling you if you read this book you'll realize how much it does help yeah. in your relationship I think
0: I think that if somebody doesn't believe in the Lord like I work with I have friends who don't believe in that don't really serve God but they know about the love languages um, I think you can just think about how growing up how did I experience love for my parents when did I feel most love from them mm-hmm. and when did I not you know I mean, if you don't believe in God and you want to, that's something that you can always talk to him about. Like God show me what this love language thing is about. Yeah. Um, Let me show, speak to me my love language. Um, But if you serve the Lord, then, you know, like for me, I realized as a new believer and even to this day, when I know that God is like, like, I know the Bible says that, you know, we're his kids and he's proud of us and all these things, but When I feel it in the depths of my soul and know that God is with me, like for sure, for sure, not just in my head, but in my heart. And when I I feel him, it's when I feel his presence. Like I, I am one of those people that I can, I will not be okay if I go for days without feeling God's presence. I have to feel his presence. And I know that a lot of people say that, but I legit, like my relationship with him is dependent on me feeling his, like I need to feel his presence. Now, let me Let me say something that doesn't mean that if I go through a tough season and I'm not feeling him, that I don't believe God's real. That's not what that means. It just means that it makes me I have had seasons that I've had to walk through where I don't feel him. And I'm like, okay, God, what is going on? And those are seasons to build character and build your prayer life and build you into a deeper relationship with him to drive you to want to seek him to, to you, you know, can step into that. Um, but I'm just saying I feel love the most when I'm in his presence, when I feel him with me. And then number two from the Lord is when he speaks to me. Um You know in my heart or if like when god just puts things on my heart when he speaks to me um you know like if i go to church and you know they're saying like i'm sorry i'm trying to get my thoughts together whenever the ministers you know the pastor's ministering If I can hear God through what he's saying, or if I get God's word out, like the Bible and I start reading, I'm like, oh, he feels that way about me. He thinks of me that way. And I feel so loved. Um, Whereas some people with God feel more loved when they're blessed, right? Like they feel like when God gives them money or gives them a great house or a job or whatever, they're like, oh my gosh, God loves me, you know? So what would you say with
1: God? Like, how do you feel the most loved by him? Um, I don't know. So I put me on the spot right there. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. I don't know. Like, I don't. I usually don't have a problem with feeling his presence. Um. And even if I don't feel his presence, it's just kind of like for me. I just I know he's still there. Um. I it's I just feel like maybe if I can't feel his presence right there, then I'm like, okay, God, what do I need to fix? Right or what do I need to repent of that's causing me to not feel your presence right now yeah for sure but what what I
0: was saying what I was asking you though is like what um like when do you feel the most loved by God like what's your love language between you and him or is that something you're still figuring out I
1: don't know yet (laughs) I'm still learning that you know like it's a learning process for me so I don't know
0: Well, I know that you, I mean, I think that the quality of time and the acts of service between you and the Lord is still, you know, relevant because you seem to get hurt or not hurt, but, um, you seem to, you do, you do make comments that you feel like, man, God, this is awesome when things are working out for you in your favor and it doesn't have to be a physical blessing. It's just when things are going like in your direction you seem to be like man god is doing something great and that to me is like acts of service
1: no i don't know i think um, part of it too is is ultimately like you have to be doing when it comes to god you have to be doing what he wants you to do and i feel like you know if 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 my heart and my face is turned towards him and i'm doing what he wants me to do And I'm following him wholeheartedly and learning things from the Holy Spirit. You know, I feel like that, like to me that I feel loved when I feel like, okay, wow, that's just happened. Or I might pray over somebody or I might, you know, and I feel like God's telling me to tell you this to a person, you know, and then they're like, wow, that, that like hit right on, you know, I feel loved by God because he actually used me, you know, to he actually used me to, to speak in that person's life, you know, and, um,
0: so that makes sense because that's acts of service. It's yeah. like you're being used by him. So you feel loved by him. Yeah, see, I didn't even think about it. See, yeah. we're learning
1: something new right now. Yeah. Even as we speak, yeah. we're le- that's I'm, great. I'm, me personally, I'm learning, you know? Yeah, that's great. So, yeah.
0: So, yeah, I think, so I think as you start to discover how you feel loved by God, you're better able to understand how you can feel loved by another person, if we're believers anyway. Um, So in order to discover, Oh, sorry. Hold on. I got off track. Okay. So if we can't receive God's love, well, this is what I was going to say. If you can't receive God's love, well, then you're not going to be able to receive your partner's love. Well, either. So, um, if I don't know how much the father loves me and my identity in him, it's really hard to receive your love well and identity is a whole other ball game when it comes to marriage because you first need to know your identity in jesus yeah and or at least be on a pathway of discovering your identity in jesus as you're getting to know your partner because otherwise codependence comes in the play too much
1: yeah and well you you ultimately you know feel like that person or your spouse can fill your needs and only that person can fill your needs when in ultimately, in reality, they can't because they don't have everything that you need. I mean, yes, God puts you guys together and yes, you are one, but you don't, he's the one that fulfills all your heart's desires. Exactly. You're just the added piece into it,
0: you know? Yeah, and I will, you know, so there's a couple of things there I would like to say. So first of all, one time I heard somebody say marriage is 100% and 100%. It's one person coming to the table 100% already whole, already on their on fire for Jesus, already in love with him, already living their best life. And their 100% adds up to the other person's 100% and then you're able to fulfill an amazing destiny. But you're already on the right track, you know? I don't come to you and expect you to be my other 50. No, I'm 100% all on my own with me and Jesus.
1: Okay, well what about, so what about if I'm following God, or let's just say my wife starts following God, and i don't follow god
0: yeah like how do you do that
1: how do you like how do you, how do you work that, that in like i mean you guys so, became you came you, you know you got married and then she goes into a relationship with the lord and she starts you know experiencing god and the holy yeah. spirit's working in her life yet he's all over here doing his own thing and now right. she's hurt because she really wants him to follow the lord but he So the Bible
0: you know. says, there's a scripture, I don't have it right in front of me, but, the, but there's a scripture in the Bible that says that basically the the person, the spouse, I mean, it's specifically talking to, I think about, I think it's talking to the woman, um, but there's a verse that says basically the spouse that's following Jesus. So, so, okay. So when you get married, it says the two become one, right? We become one flesh, we become one person. So 100, 100 makes 200. Like that's just how it, right. that's how it goes. We make one, we make one big person um with jesus and so the bible says that the 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 spouse that's following him actually consecrates the other one so it says basically God looks at the holiness of the spouse that's following Jesus and then he counts the whole ma- marriage as holy, which is kind of a concept that a lot of people have problems with looking at it that way. But it's just what it's what the Bible says. I mean, it says that, you know, now your job as the spouse that follows Jesus is to pray and intercede for your partner to, and to encounter God and to serve them and love them well. I've heard so many testimonies of, you know, the husband getting saved first and the wife not being saved. And the husband completely changes his attitude towards his wife. And he serves her and he loves her and he speaks kindly over her and all those great things. And over time, she starts to want what he has. And then she starts going to church and then she gets saved. And same for the other one. Now, the other way around, I've heard of stories of women as well, you know. Now, the flip side of that, that's the hard, you know, icky, yucky part is that sometimes one person will encounter god and then the other person doesn't want nothing to do with it yeah and i think that that's a hard um, area to navigate because it's like the wife might find jesus the husband doesn't want nothing to do with it doesn't matter how she acts towards him he ain't having it and then next thing you know he wants a divorce and so then you go into the divorce topic, which is a whole other ball game.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny because and that's and that's the crazy thing. Like, you know, people deal with, you know, there's plenty of people that, you know, out there. that are like, well, we're never getting married. But, you know, we've been together for how many years now? Well, you're pretty much married. Um, and then it's like when they do get married, you know, most of the times I've uh, well, I've, I most of my friends and family they've gotten married you know under god you know and it's it's crazy how people fail to remember you know the point of marriage you know it's for for better for worse for sickness and health yep you know for rich or poor you know and it's like and that's another thing i want to talk about a little bit later on but like you know it's oh it's just mine and that's hers you yeah know, we're gonna get into that later we'll get into that later but just the thought of that you know going into marriage like you failed to realize you just committed these vows yeah before god that you guys would not divorce right you know like you're gonna have ups and downs you know you're gonna have struggles when it comes to being you know with each other and that just comes with marriage yeah so and it's like you know when you get married you know it's not all sunshine and rainbows you know like it marriage is really marriage is work it's hard it's it's actual work yeah you know and not to to scare anybody off and say you know, you don't want to get married because, you know, marriage is a good thing. You know, Absolutely. that's the reason why God created Adam and Eve. I
0: mean, I love you. Yeah. I enjoy and, hanging and out I, with you. And I
1: love you too. I mean, there's, I mean, I prayed for a wife. Right. And I got you. you know? Yeah. It's, I do
0: believe that we help each other ful- fulfill our destinies. Yeah. You and know?
1: so it's like just to say all that to say you know a lot of people fail to remember what they what they're what they got married for in the first place yes yeah
0: that's really powerful and i you know and 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 this is to say like don't we don't ever cast shame or judge people that's gotten a divorce so if you're listening to this and you're like man i've already gotten married twice or i've got you know i've already gotten remarried or i'm you know i'm going through a divorce right now there is no shame on you whatsoever um we don't cast any shame on anybody No, i mean because if somebody's
1: literally like I mean, if you're in a relationship that's like either abusive or verbally abusive, that's not emotional abuse. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's not healthy. And, and you know, God doesn't desire for that, that for you. you Yeah, No,
0: not at all. And we encourage you, like if you're struggling with those issues, I mean, talk to a pastor, go to a counselor, um, you know, and, and try to get those, you know, handled and get some sound advice on that for sure.
1: And again, we're just, we're just sharing advice, you know what I'm saying? From our experiences, and so we're not, you know, like I said, there's no shame, you know, we love everybody, you know, and, we, and if, if that's where you're at and you get a divorce, hey, you know, God be with you, yeah, you know, sure. in that decision. For sure.
0: So I just think, you know, we're going to, I think we're going to wrap this up here, but, um, basically I just think it's important, you know, discover how God loves you out of that, figure out what your spouse's love language is and try to work on filling their love tank through their love language communicate gently and you know and be willing to stop humble yourself and say hey i'm sorry
1: yeah.
0: um i know we'll probably get on forgiveness another time but i just want to add this before we close this up um there was a kid recently that heard me and ezra talking and i had snapped at ezra and i was being ezra's our son if you haven't listened to our previous podcast he's our son um he's six years old and I snapped at him and I said, Hey, bud, I'm sorry. Please forgive me for snapping at you like that. I, you didn't just do anything for mommy to be upset. Mommy's just in a mood. Cause I was just in a mood that day. I have no clue why I was being a, a, a girl, you know, I don't know. I was just being grumpy. Um, his friend goes, what does forgiveness mean? And when he said that to me, I was thinking, wow. Like that's someone who probably doesn't have a lot of forgiveness. Or that word, the, that that word—not forgiveness, but that word—tossed around in their house that much, right? Because Ezra, and you know, it was so cute because Ezra, Ezra said, well, because he decided he wanted to explain it, he goes, it means you're friends again, and that's I, up. yeah, and <laughs> I said, I said, he goes, right, mommy, you're friends again when you forgive each other, you're friends again. I said that's true, right. and I, I kind of talked about how re- forgiveness is restoring the standard, but I had to like you know, kid size it. So I explained it how they would understand, like, you know, I explained the process of, you know, mommy's grumpy. It's not your fault, but I need a little extra, like I I explained to them, I said, you know how sometimes you do something bad and you feel bad about it and your mommy or daddy gets upset about it. And he goes, well, yeah. And I said, well, you know how, when they say, you know what, it's okay. I love you. Do they say that to you? He goes, well, yeah. I said, well, that's like them forgiving you. They're saying, I love you. They choose to love you instead of be angry at you. And he's like, okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, you know, it's important to use that terminology and to say, hey, I forgive you. I'm sorry. You know, that yeah. that causes humility. So, um so yeah, guys. I mean, that that's pretty much what we. I think we wanted to hit on for this episode. We're gonna go into next. We're gonna start talking about like once you start discovering your love languages. Um, we're gonna throw some tips out there on how to have a healthy marriage. Um, or let me rephrase that. We're gonna throw some tips on how on what we have followed to develop a healthy marriage. Our experiences yeah. in having a healthy marriage. I don't want to make this sound like one of those books. It's like five <laughs> points to a healthy marriage.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we don't <But>, want <clears throat> to. We don't want to sound like we're we're counselors right now <laughs> but um i mean we can counsel and kind of sort way.
0: but yeah i mean i no, just we're just recommending yeah what works i just for us. i want to share some tips that's worked for us what could work for you guys and yeah it might work for you too so this was fun babe i enjoyed it
1: yeah definitely um yeah this uh definitely this is what something that god has put on my heart and to talk about and you agreed that we can talk about it so yeah So uh, we'll just go ahead and close this out right here and we will get back on another episode and we'll just continue. All right. Love you guys. Peace.